0: Some of life's worst But you've been here So you understand See I fell And I broke something But I couldn't tell Cause I kept running Away from Your love and grace So my trips And my pains My failures They only make Me desperate To seek your face. The devil hoped this injury would make me stop and take the pain But I know Jesus walks with me. So I'll just keep on walking with my limp, Just keep on walking with my limp, Just keep on walking with my limp, Just keep on walking with my limp. I'm imperfect So I slipped up And I had my heart Ripped up But you're the lifter Of my head head. Mm -hmm. So please come And please heal How I think And how I feel And I'll live By what you said And you said Heavy to me, the sick of the lot, the lame, the weak, and I'll be everything you need. So I'll just keep on walking with my limp, 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 limp. Just keep on walking with my limp, 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 limp. Just keep on walking with my limp, 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 limp. Just keep on walking with my limp, 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 limp. Kept walking mm-hmm. Yeah that's my savior with his Just so one day I could walk with my limbs
1: you guys for tuning into devoted with Bernice um I just wanted to share certain things before we begin today I hope that you guys have been having an amazing time uh this October you know um we gotta start praying about Halloween um uh Halloween is not what it looks like in the physical if you look at Halloween in the spirit it's very dark very, very dark. Um, Halloween, you you know, if you have kids, be discerning. Be discerning where they go. Be discerning um, with what they receive, the candy and all of that. Um, Halloween is not celebrated by Christians. We don't celebrate Halloween. It's not something that we do. Did I celebrate Halloween in the past? Yeah. In college, I did. I dressed up. But after getting more... Revelation and insight into what Halloween is all about, I realized that it's not something I want to, you know, connect myself to as a child of God. And so uh, let's pray for the kids that are out there. I've been praying for them as the Lord leads me. Uh, but pray for the kids that are going out there that they're safe, that, um, you know, there's no diabolical assignment with the candy. If you're a parent and you are concerned, you don't, you don't uh celebrate you know halloween you can buy your kids candy you know and hide it around the house and you guys do some you know uh search where the candy is a game for them to hide and seek game i don't know just be creative right uh but honestly if you really get to i'm not gonna do a teaching on halloween but you can go on YouTube, you know, Google, uh, why Christians don't celebrate Halloween and you will see it. Um, and then the second thing is that we are to pray. Um, this is a season where God is literally putting a lot of people at a standstill, meaning that when you come in his presence, you want to do a lot. Like you want to, Do what you normally do. You want to pray, sing, worship. You want to do a lot. But he's had many of us, uh, there's a shift that has happened. There's a resting shift, a a sailor shift, where you spend more time quiet before the Lord than actually talking. And sometimes he will slay you in the spirit (laughs) because he's trying to tell you, I need you to sit down and you know just be still before me you know the bible says in um the lord's prayer uh the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restores my soul so god is restoring souls but if you don't lay down in green pastures you're not gonna get your soul restored um he's doing a lot with the body of christ in this season so if you find yourself not talking as much in prayer Pick up your, you know, your Bible and your pen and your book and start to write what you he's telling you. Some Bible verses, whatever he's saying, a song, just start to write. We are in the season of stillness before the Lord. Psalms forty forty six ten says, he says, be still and know that I am God. He's letting you know his sovereignty and helping you understand and understand that he can do all things. He can help you with whatever situation that you are in and then another thing that the lord is saying is that um there's a season where um sometimes people want to f- it's like people okay let's imagine this let's let's imagine that you are a, a ball and you're trying to f- fit in a box you can't fit in a box and a box, a box cannot fit in a ball. You are two different people. Be okay being you. You know, Esther cannot be Elijah. Samson cannot be David. And David cannot be Samson. Yeah, they both had their issue. They had their lustful issue going on. But they still cannot be the same people. Right. What Samson was able to do, David cannot do because God has not wired him to be that. Leah can be Rachel. Even though she tried many times, she gave birth to two sons and, you know, she gave birth. She keep giving birth, you know, and saying, oh, you know, if I give birth one more time, my husband's going to love me. But in the beginning, he never loved her. He loved Rachel. He wanted to be with Rachel instead. But he ended, up, he ended up with Leah, and he had to work another seven years to get to be with Rachel. All that time that Jacob was working to be with, with Rachel, Leah could not win his heart. Even if she, when she, she tried, and she still couldn't. So maybe you might be Elia. Somebody here needs to hear this. You are trying and it's it's not always relationship. It could be a job. It could be a position, okay? You are trying to be a ritual, but you're not a ritual. You are Elia. And it's okay because guess what? The worst thing you can do is end up in a in a place or in a relationship or in a position that doesn't belong to you. Like that you're not valued, that you're not wanted to be there. Like, as women, for example, for me, the best thing a guy could ever tell you is that he doesn't love you. Because I've seen, and you know, and the Lord is bringing to me, I've seen certain women know for a fact the guy is not hardly in love with them. They know for a fact this man is in love with this girl this other girl but no they they see it and they don't care they want the man they want to marry the man and it's as though marrying the man is an accomplishment for them it's as though the fact that they were able to take the man from that girl is an accomplishment for them and the sad part is that you are marrying a man who you know it's not 100% in love with you. That is sad. To know deep down in your heart that this man has an eye for somebody else and you're still going through with the wedding, you're still going through with marriage. That's sad. And even for, you know, um on the other side as well. It's sad. It's, it's very sad. And God is saying in this season, know your position. Know who He's called you to be. Because if you don't know, you can be taken advantage of. And you can miss your own promise. Imagine Leah could have been with somebody else instead of Jacob. Leah, if Leah never married Jacob, she probably would have gone to the well instead of birthing a baby or feeding the baby and met her actual, her actual husband. Right? I mean, of course, it wasn't her fault. You know, her, his, uh, her father tri- did a trickery. But still, when you want what belongs to somebody else, you will miss out on what belongs to you. Or you could delay what belongs to you. And Ishmael can be Isaac. Isaac. Okay, Ishmael can be Isaac and Isaac can be Ishmael because Isaac is where the promise came from. So you could be an Ishmael and you you did not put yourself in this whole predicament, but you found yourself there. Be an Ishmael. If you are an Isaac, be an Isaac. There's a there's a distinction that is happening in the body of Christ. And God is trying to stamp his his um his hand on it and say hey this is who you are if you are Daniel in the Bible be a Daniel in the Bible if you're Nathan be a Nathan you know Nathan knew the art of speaking truth to power that's why he was graced to be amongst leaders Nathan knew his position he knew his calling Nathan was not a David he did not go and play instruments he spoke truth to the power. David played instrument to the power, which was Saul. So you got to be who you, God called you to be because if you're not, then when the guards, when the shifting is, is still taking place, you will not be able to find yourself in the position that you're supposed to be in, in the palace or in the table, out at the table, Okay. Stop trying to be someone else. It won't work. It won't. You might steal somebody's birthright. Like, you know, Esau and Jacob. You might. But there's consequences. Okay? You might try and trick somebody. But you always get found out. It, 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 It doesn't end well. Okay? And you miss your own blessing. You will be sabotaging yourself. Do not give way to the spirit of sabotage. Be you. That's what God made you to be. Okay? Be completely who God made you to be. And sometimes being you, you, you go through long suffering. And long suffering is the Lord adding another fabric or another layer of fabric to your mantle. Because when you go through long suffering, when you go through trials and tribulations, guess what? You, you become perfected, right? You become perfected. So do not limit yourself by who you're looking at. We know about Joten and King Uzeah. In the book of 2 Chronicles 26 and 27. Uzziah was a king who later on had what leprosy. Uzziah's um, son, who became a king after him, he ruled way better than his own father. He was a man of integrity. He built a lot. He had a fear of God in him. He was not like his father. Because if he was like his father, the pride, the pride that King Uzziah had caused him to go to the temple and try to, try to do things in the temple that he was not qualified to do. He was not picked to do that. He was not assigned to do that. But because he saw that the Lord was with him and he was able to conquer this and do that, it got to his head. But his son was humble. So you gotta find character. There's character in who God called you to be that you have to you have to have. Okay, some people cannot go into leadership because their character is not good. So be okay with that. Okay, be okay with who God called you to be. Do not look at what somebody else is doing or who somebody else is being. A pastor cannot be an apostle. Well, let me say this. A pastor can have an apostolic, uh, you know, grace or mandate. But if you're called to be only a pastor, you can be an apostle. If you're called to be only a teacher, you can be an apostle. Because you're going to be straining yourself to try and do that. You, 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 you'll be like a fish out of water. Just swim in your lane. Okay, this is what God is saying, swim in your lane. Because he's searching to see who is willing, right, to send them. And if you're not being you, he can't really send you because you're confused. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Okay, and so I hope that you are all... um, Spending more time with God and letting Him cultivate and lead you through our soul, you know, surgery episode that we're doing. Uh, every episode that I do here, the Lord leads me through it. And sometimes He uses examples of people that I meet or examples from my own life to help, you know, other people as well. So it's important that we, we really check our soul. Right. Do a, you know, we go out and we exercise, we run, we, we, we do jumping. We, we, you know, men lift weights and, you know, we walk around, we walk our dogs and uh, we do a lot. But sometimes we neglect our soul. We do a lot for our body and our spirit. But how is your soul? You know, what are you doing in your soul? What is going on with your soul? And so that's why we're doing the soul surgery. Because many people don't know that their, their soul is not really healed. Because to be whole, your body, your soul, your spirit needs to be whole. Okay? There shouldn't be any parted ways or parted things in you that is not completely whole. And it takes time. One thing I realized is that soul surgery takes time. Just as a broken bone takes time to heal, your soul takes time. It does. It, I think so. You're, healing your soul takes more time than healing your body does. Um, I remember this week we were at, we were talking uh, among my friends and I were talking, and one of the girls took about how she, how a relationship ended and she had to get healing. And she said something that really struck me. And it was just the Lord confirming that this, you know, soul surgery episode is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. But she said this, she said, God told her, you know me as your Jehovah Jireh. You know me as your Jehovah Nisi and, you know, and all the other names of God. But you don't know me as your Jehovah Rafa, your healer so this is a season where God wants to show you that he is a healer and how do you do that you go before him in worship in prayer and just sit still so that he can restore your soul that's why we are in a season of stillness I was like we've been in, we've been in a season of stillness since August and I was like what's going on Lord and I keep hearing other people, other prophets talking about. It. I'm like, okay, what? Why? Why is the body of Christ in a season of stillness right now? When I say stillness, I mean like in your quiet time with the Lord, in your personal time with the Lord. It's because He's doing soul surgery. Okay. So um, I hope that today's episode blesses you, and that you are ready to dig deep and get to know what what God is saying in your soul. If what I, you know, if what I'm led to say um, doesn't make sense, please message me or you know, pray about it. and God will give you more clar- clarification and understanding as well. Uh, if you feel uncomfortable with something that I say, sometimes it's because it's, you're being convicted. And conviction doesn't feel good. Nobody wants to be convicted, trust me. Um, but take that to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord, why am I convicted in this area? okay my my um my hope for this episode is that you will be better than how you were before you started to listen to this episode on soul surgery um if you're somebody that's have a soul tie to somebody in your past or if you're somebody that has a soul tie to something even somebody in your present. Or you have a so tied to something or a place. Uh, my my hope is that you will get free. After all of this episode. And in during that time, God, He He Himself will heal you. He knows how to do that. Once you present it to Him. And, and the other thing that I'm hoping that you will realize. Is that sometimes God, He does this on purpose. Sometimes He will bring to your remembrance or he will continuously press on you somebody that you knew in your past because he's trying to do something in your life with that person sometimes god does that um, and you will feel like you might have a soul tie that's why it's important to ask him why now why do you want me to face this why because doing this so tight you are going god is gonna the holy spirit is gonna unveil some things to you he's gonna take you back in memory lane okay and some memory lane he's gonna tell you to let go of certain people and some memory lane he'll tell you to restore certain relationship or certain things okay so it's up to you to go before the Lord, because I can't do it for you, because I don't know your whole situation, unless the Lord gives me a, prof- a prophetic word and I will say it. But go to Him and ask you and, and ask Him why, why this and why that. What do you want me to do with this and what do you want me to do with that? And He will give it to you. Trust me, He will. He will give everything that you need to you to know. So that you can heal. So that you can become whole. Okay? He will. If you ask him. I'm going to share a story before we begin. Um, there was... Um, there was this, this girl. I was watching this episode. And um, uh, it was an episode for a, a church. They were talking about relationships. And it was this uh, lady... And this guy that were sitting next to each other. And they, they met very oddly. They met in, before they met physically, they met in, uh, I believe, elementary school or high school, something like that. But when they met, they were like in a relationship and then it didn't go well. They separated. They went their opposite ways. And then they, they both got married. They moved on. They got married. And both of them, their spouses died. And the Lord brought them together. The Lord literally caused the man to drive to a certain place. And he, and he saw her. There is no coincidences in who you meet occasionally or randomly there isn't there are sometimes you will meet somebody from your past while you are in a supermarket or while you're driving or while you are you know at a job or at church God he knows how to do those things and it's like whoa it it, it, it happens in a way that is so Random that you're like, okay, why do I keep meeting this person? You know, why do I keep it? It's sometimes because God is trying to tell you something, okay? So, when we are going through this episode, I believe that God will impress upon you certain times in your life where He caused you to continuously meet certain people or He caused you to continuously experience certain things or he caused you to continuously go to a certain place, but you did not get the revelation that he was trying to tell you until now. When you go through soul healing, God unveils things to you that you missed because your, your soul was tainted. And sometimes he will bring certain people back into remembrance not to tell you that you have a soul tie with them, but to reveal that he wants to restore a relationship. Um, this episode is not just for the fact that you you have a soul time with somebody, so you got to let them go. It's also you have a, a relationship that you neglected and God wants you to redeem it. And sometimes because your soul was wounded and so you were not able to identify that relationship so this so surgery episodes is gonna unveil a lot of different dynamics and also different parts of the of your of you and your in your life okay and you gotta be open to the lord it's god that is gonna talk to you as i'm talking as i'm ministering He's talking to you personally. There are certain things I'm gonna say that's gonna stick out to you. And there are certain things that I'm gonna say that is not gonna stick out to you. Okay, and I'm talking to people who are single. I'm talking to people who are married. I'm talking to people who are divorced. Um, I'm talking to people who are in a situation ship. Okay, uh, I'm talking to people who have kids and family. Um, and that's why I shared that first story. And then I'm I'm going to share this other story about a um relationship where God literally brought two um it's a pastor, really well-known pastor, you know, they are like extremely well-known, have big mega churches. And I'm referencing pastors because I'm more familiar with pastors. Um but anyway, they were soulmates they were well, soulmates <laughs> that's the reference that we normally say when people we, we think people are belong together but anyway they were uh you know divine mates Let, let's rephrase that so soulmates divine mates. uh they were divine mates that god wanted them together and god gave them so many confirmations it was ridiculous like random confirmation it was ridiculous but anyway god brought them together uh, they were in um, middle school, and then later on they got married they they met in middle school and then they got married and then they have like mega churches all over the world. The reason why I 'm saying this is because the person that you pick to be your wife or your husband is very important because they're, ta- they're, they're they're important to your calling they 're important to who God has called you to be. And, you know, the the leader says that God strategically caused them to be at that same school for a reason. God strategically caused them to meet at a certain time for a reason. If he married somebody else from that school, his life, it might be how it is. But God has a reason why he, he allowed Rebecca to be at the well when, you know, the servant came. It could have been another woman at the well, but it wasn't. It was Rebecca. So God is specific, you know, in what he calls for, who he calls for to be in our lives. And there are people who, you know, and and this couple have been together for years. They have been together for years. Um, And then... The, another story i'm giving you stories because i want to show you that when you're when you allow the lord to um lead you there's there's prosperity in his his purpose for your life the reason why i'm talking about this is because so ties are normally with people you know majority of the time i would say 80 percent of the time it's with people um And so I'm giving you good examples of relationships that God is in, okay? I believe that so ties relationships. God is not in it. For me personally, um, marrying a man or or if you're um, a man, marrying a woman should not be um, like a prize there are some women who you know oh I saw him and I married him is is the way that, is the way that they say it almost like uh, he's like a god or something like he's never put never put a, a spouse in such a, a place where it's almost like they're like like the lord of your life you know like they're your, like the lord of your life no god is the god of your life period your spouse is a gift from god a gift a beautiful gift from the lord and i've heard many men say that when a woman you know says oh you know when i, I saw you you were it and i want, you know i i was i said i'm gonna marry you and you you are the one i'm gonna marry uh before he even like voice how he feels about you and you say that it kind of scares them but if he's in love with you and you you know and you say that of course they're very happy about that but if you if he hasn't shown you that it's you know and you are professing all of those it scares them so sometimes women do that because they have a soul tie you have a soul tie if you can hold it in it's because you have a soul tie to that person when they have not literally, like, you know, expressed in ways that you could say, yeah. Even if they haven't said it, they have said it to somebody else, you know. So I want to, you know, give you some some lay out, lay ground before we go into the teaching. And I talk slow because I want you to get what I'm saying. I want you to be able to understand it. You know, when I'm teaching, this is how I teach. I teach slow because I'm listening to what God is saying and I'm making sure that I'm I'm making sense. Because I want you to leave with something that you can hold on to. Something that can help you go deeper in the word of God so that you can be a better woman, a better man. Okay? Because I want transformation. When I'm teaching, I want you to be transformed. I want you to be better. Right? And that's what God wants you to be everybody to be better and I've listened to a lot of great teachers and pastors and even you know prophets that preaches and I leave with something that is good for me to hold on to 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 help me be a better woman right so that's what I desire for you to have and then um the other story I'm going to I'm going to uh, share with you is a woman who was married. Is, there's this like couple that were, that were married in ministry, and you know she would, she got married. They um, she had kids with her first husband. They got divorced, and then she married another man. And now they're in ministry, and they're flourishing in ministry. She's moved on. Her you know she's healed her soul you know he also was married he, he also had a relationship um, and he moved on and they came together and got married and went into ministry and into the purpose of God for their lives everybody who does that they have to have a, a time where they they get to let the Lord touch their soul with his finger Because you don't wanna bring the baggage from your first relationship into your next relationship. You wanna heal, you wanna, you know, have a talk with yourself. Like, well, what are you gonna do next? What are you not gonna do next in this next relationship? Because uh, a lot of people who get divorced, they they say the next relationship is it, the final one. They're not gonna get divorced again, right? I've heard people who get divorced say that a lot. So it's important that you take that time to let the Lord touch your soul because you don't want to bring the same things into that next relationship, okay? And those that feel like... I'm giving these examples because I've, that's what I'm discerning, that I'm talking to people who, have, who are going through these different type of things. Uh, and I'm trying to give you hope before we enter into the teaching. And the other people that I'm seeing is those that were like high school sweethearts, college sweethearts, um, elementary school sweethearts. I don't even know if that's possible. But um, whatever sweetheart you were and you guys did not end up together and the separation has wounded your soul, God can heal your soul. God can heal your soul, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share this um, story at the end. But I want to touch on it. I feel like to touch on it now, and I'll share it again at the end to give you hope. There was a girl I knew many years ago. I met at an event, a ministry event. She and her boyfriend came up to me. Well, at that time they were I I think yeah at that time they were they were boyfriend girlfriend. they were about to get engaged and get married, but they came up to me and they were talking to me about their relationship i don't know why they were like they were like oh yeah we met each other you know um i think they were either in high school in college but you know they were really in love the guy was really in love with her you know they fell in love and they were about to date and then the lord separated them literally like separated them for like some some years And God brought them back together. But when they got back together, they were much better than how they were when they left each other. And so now they have, like, they're married, they have kids together. So, what I want to say is that during the time that they were separated, they, they, they told me that God was working on them. God was working on their relationship, their character, their soul. Who they are, who he called them to be, he was doing surgery on them. So whoever you are, I want to let you know that during the soul, you you during this soul tie surgery episode, you you probably have somebody in mind that you're like, oh, I feel like you know that person was supposed to be you know my husband or my wife, and you know you guys you guys are not together, but it's like you cannot move, uh, you cannot. You know see yourself loving somebody else sometimes it's not so time sometimes it's the lord seeking to see if you will let him work on that person and work on you so that when you guys are at a point where he can say okay you are at a point where i know that when you two come back together you guys will flourish together Because like every parent, no parent want to give their child a toy that they're not ready for. Because they will either ruin it or they will not know how to play with it. Right? And so they will want the child to grow to that age where they can actually enjoy the toy. They can actually make use of the toy. And the toy can actually help them grow and flourish as a child. And so that's what God does sometimes. And it, it's painful. It, it, it hurts, you know. But he knows how to bring the two of you together. So, there is hope, okay? There is hope. And that's why I'm saying that this episode of Soul Surgery is not just to let you know that you have soul tie to somebody or someplace or something. So, you have to let it go. Sometimes, God is trying to show you that there's a different way that you have to see certain things there's two two sides to this there there's a side where you have a soul tie that you need to let that person go or that thing go or that place go and then there's a a a section of this soul surgery where god is trying to heal you and reconnect you like how i I talked about so um i hope that I, i made sense um and so with that all said let's listen to this song And go into the teaching. Again, I talk slow. Because I want you to be able to get what I'm talking about. What God is leading with this whole teaching. Have your Bibles ready. Have your pens and your books ready. Because as I'm talking, God is going to give you messages. He's going to tell you what to do. He's going to tell you, trust me. I've prayed about this. So God is going to, the Holy Spirit is going to talk to you. Trust me. You are going to be getting some revelations and some images and some uh, flashbacks and some memory recall. Okay. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself because it's my desire that you will be whole after all of this episode. Okay. All right. So let's go into worship. Worship.
2: Altars where you meet us. Take me there, take me there. What you need is just an offering. It's right here, my life is here, and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, the refiner. I want to. I want to be true
1: Father, I thank you for your grace, your mercy. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your everlasting love, your patience with us, Lord. I thank you for supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I thank you for being a father that never sleeps, nor slumber. I thank you for being a God that is is all-consuming. I thank you for being the one that sits high and looks low. I thank you that, Lord, your eyes go throughout the nations, Father. I thank you that that your eyes are like fire. I thank you, Father, for always being the one that shields us from every sneer of the Father. I thank you for your angelic hosts that protect us even in this season. God of warfare, I thank you, Father, for your kingdom that never ceases, that, that will never be overthrown. I thank you for having us as your children that we can come boldly to the, to the throne of grace, Father, with, with your mercy upon us, with your power upon us, with your love and your honor upon us. So God, we humbly submit ourselves to you in this moment that Lord, your, your mouthpieces will go forth, God, your words will go forth, Lord, that the things that you want to say will, will be more magnified than the assignment of hell. I thank you that you know, Lord, you are so wonderful that you have woken each and every one of us today and given us a new and fresh start today. So, for Katori Iserema, I pray for those that the one that is taking for granted the day that you've given, uh, you have given her. Father, I even pray that Lord she will have a renewed mindset I pray for a renewed mindset in her mind that she will see this day as as the Lord has made, that she will rejoice and be glad in it. Let the uh, garment of, of sorrow and worry and anxiety be, be removed now as according to Isaiah 61, The Lord she will put on the garment of praise in In the name of Jesus, let the garment of praise be put on. I command the fire of God upon her right now from her head to her toes, that she will have joy again. Praise will be upon her mouth again. Let the fire of God burn down everything, every spiritual entity. That is in her atmosphere, I thank you the Lord, you are a God that never sleeps no slumber, I thank you for your grace upon your people, even those that are not in in love with you I thank you the Lord, you are married to the backslider you are married to the, those that don't know you father, I thank you the lord you are going back into the places of your heart and doing the surgery to command their back their backsliding ways to be Remove out of that path that you have set before them, that they are coming back to the throne of grace. Yes, indeed, the prodigal sons are coming back to you, Adonai. They are coming back with your hands open and your hearts open to you, their hearts in your hands, and saying, Oh Father, I have sinned against you, God, and I want you to do the surgery upon my heart. And the blood of Jesus will be poured upon your heart and revive it again. We thank you for your son. That is the one that we we look to our salvation come from Him, and so Lord, we bless Your holy name, and we thank You for this moment of Sotai learning about Sotai. That God, after this this teachings, Father, that people's souls will be restored. Yes, people's souls will be refreshed in the name of Jesus. That the blood, the blood of Jesus, will rejuvenate, rejuvenate, rejuvenate them again. Let there be. A, a divine encounter. Let there be a shock in the room of the spirit that will awaken them. Again, even the idol worshipping will be will be put to asunder. They will lay down to the floor and say, you are the one that I look to, God Almighty. You are my all in all. I thank you know, that Jehovah Raphael the healer is in the room. That he will heal the basete, The souls of men and the minds of men and the heart of men that they will be able to go back on their pathway that you have set before them again. And they will not look back to the things that you have already taken out of their lives. And God, you are so good and so kind that, Lord, when you do take something out of our lives that we had in the past, you know how to bring it back. You know how to restore it back into our lives. If you did it before, you will do it again. So I pray for those that are yearning for for past things, that God, in your time and in your timing, the things that you want for us will meet us on that road that you have set before us. So I pray even now and I yield my body, my mind, my spirit my soul to you that your plans will go forth god your will will be done holy spirit i welcome you here have your way in this room let your uh, let your anointing rush into the hearts and the minds of your people. Let revelation pour in this place. In the name of Jesus, I bind and dismantle every assignment of the enemy, every, every destruction of the enemy. I bind it now, every demonic distraction. I command it to break now. In Jesus' name, let a wall of fire be upon upon here and upon those that are listening in this moment. I thank you, the Lord, you are covering even the person that is driving right now, that is listening. I thank you for shooting them, from every snare of the enemy, every accident accident that is is sent against them. I thank you, the Lord, you are covering them even now. I pray and I combat every accident in the name of Jesus. I pray for your covering. Let the angels of the Lord encamp over them. In the name of Jesus, we destroy the assignment of the enemy, the arsenal of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for your angels that are even here. God, I praise your holy name and it's in the name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. All right, so we went on a break. we listened to a song. If you know the song, go get it on any uh, musical platform. So before the break, we talked about what soul tie is and what sexual relationship is and what God means when He says the two will become one flesh. Our soul should never belong to somebody else. Our soul Our soul should belong to the Lord. Whenever you get outside of that, that's when soul ties form, okay? The, Lord, the Holy Spirit dwells in our spirit, okay? Our spirit and our soul belongs to the Lord, okay? And, of course, our body, too, in how we, we carry ourselves, right? You know, as a living sacrifice, right? But when it comes to relationships, Your body belongs to your husband. Your body belongs to your wife. Anything outside of that is the way that the enemy wants to basically pervert your soul. It says what? If a man gains the world and loses his soul, the world is enmity. Right? We don't want to be in the world and of the world. Because that's how you're going to lose your soul. Anything that is outside of the Bible, outside of God's will and purpose and plan for your life, will cause you to lose your soul. And how, sometimes how you lose your soul is you have a soul tie. Your soul does not belong to you anymore. It's tied to the world. That's why people who, who, who want money so much, want to work and get money, you know, and then they, they, they get greedy, right? And then they get into drug trafficking. They've just lost your soul. Their soul is not in Christ, in God. It's in the world. They have lost it. Like I said, your soul is your mind, your thinking, your will, your decisions, your emotions, how you feel, your imagination, your affection. Okay? So those are influenced. When God is not dwelling there, when it's not given over to the Lord, when it's not surrendered to God. Your thinking becomes worldly. Your decisions become worldly. Your emotions become worldly. Your imagination, your affection all becomes, you know, influenced by the world and not by God. Okay? So, let's go on to signs that you have a soul tie. Now, you want to take your pen and, and start to write what God is telling you. What the Holy Spirit is telling you that you need to fix or you need to... To shine the light of Jesus on to help you, okay? Sexual experiences. uh, And I didn't say sexual relations or sexual or sex. I said sexual experiences because there are a lot, lots of sexual experiences out there. Sexual experiences that are outside of marriage. that That are not broken. Opens you to so ties. If you have had sexual relationships and you are not married, maybe you had sexual relationship with a guy in college or in high school, um, and even rape, rape can open the door for so ties And I'm gonna talk about that later on. Okay, we see it in um, in Genesis 34 two to three. When Leah's um, daughter was raped, okay, you do get so tied with rape. That's why deliverance has to happen. When somebody's raped uh, by anybody, the person has to break that so tie because your soul becomes bounded to that person. Um, and it says in the Word of God as well. How do I know this? Let's read it. It says here Genesis 34:223. Two, two, it says when uh I'm going to read from one Genesis 34:123. Now Dinah the daughter of Leah whom she had born to Jacob. We know about Leah, Rachel and Jacob, all that drama went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamar, the, Hiv- the Hivites, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and raped her. He took her and lay with her and violated her. So that means that he raped her. And it says, what, three, his soul was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. And he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the, wo- the young woman. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamar, saying, get me this woman, this young woman as a wife. He was not married to her. He had sex with her before they got married. Well, before he wanted to marry her. That is how sometimes soul ties happen because you're outside of God's plan. He saw her and he wanted her. It, this reminds me of something. Okay? He saw her and he wanted her. He had sex with her already before he even wanted to be his wife. I mean, he, 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 he even wanted to be, to be um, her husband. It says what? His soul was strongly attracted to her after he laid with her. He raped her. His soul became attracted to her. Strongly attracted to her. You see how it says, and he loved the young woman. So soul ties does not always equal love. It didn't say that his soul was attracted to her because he loved her. No, because he already had sex with her. He already loved her. He already saw her and he already loved her before they had sex. So somebody can love you, okay, and not... Somebody can have a love for you and not have a soul tie to you. But when obsession comes into play, that's when a soul tie becomes evident there. You can love somebody and not have a soul tie. But when you start to idolize that person, you open the door to so Sotai. That's why the Israelites in Judges, they had to turn over their, their gods. And when they turned over their, their gods, God had mercy in his soul for them. So... Your soul is intertwined with somebody else's. Um, You guys have a soul tie because you had sex outside of marriage. That person was not your wife. That person was not your husband. Or you raped that person. And rape should not happen in marriage. You can't force yourself on your husband or your wife. That's not right. There are people who, who, who have raped your, their spouse. They've forced themselves. That's not, that's not love. Mm-mm. I don't know who that, that is for, but that is not love. You cannot be raping your, your spouse. I don't know. Somebody's laughing when I said that. Anyway, um, it's, not a, a, uh, it's not love. Even though the, the marriage bed is undefiled, you shouldn't rape. Your spouse. That's because you're 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 causing them to go against your will. You know, you can encourage them to have sex with you, or you can go to a, you know therapist and talk things out. Maybe they might have some low li- libido issues. Whatever it is, just figure it out. But don't force yourself on them. All right, let's move on from there. So, sexual experiences outside of, outside of marriage open the door to soul ties, as we see here. Sex ties you to a person, so when you are not married, this is sex outside of marriage is sin. Somebody might not know this, but I want to say it really loud for you to hear. Any type of pleasure down there, around your breast area, around your butt area, around your sexual organs. Any type of sin that gets you excited, any type of sexual sin, sexual interactions that get you excited. Is a sin even what you look at what you watch is a sin okay what you listen to is a sin these type of relationships the devil has the devil knows how to use those things to cause damage to you in your future life because people often acting on sexual impulses they're trying to fulfill lustful desires okay and the and the enemy knows how to do that that's why thank you holy spirit that's why people when when you have sex before you get married and when you get married and your husband does not do the things that Bobby or Jacob or you know Sean did to you in college or in high school or before you got married you feel like your husband is not pleasing you that was never God's intention for you to experience Sean and Jacob in and whatever name that I, I said. His intention was you, for you to experience your husband. James. And James alone. So that you don't have anything else to compare it to. So that your mind is not, is not playing games on you. Okay? That's why God doesn't want you to have sex after a marriage. Because he wants one man to please you. Or one woman to please you. Okay, So when you do that, that's why you open yourself You're like, oh, you're in bed with your husband And then you're like, oh um, Man That that person that you had sex with They did this, they, they were doing this in bed And blah 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 But your husband doesn't know how to do it And now you're looking at your husband like there's something wrong with your husband Or your wife like there's something wrong with her No You've opened the door For confusion, that's what you did Do that Let's read, let's read First Corinthians 6, 15 to 16. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? With her? For the two shall become... For, for, for the two, he says, shall become one flesh. So if you have sex with somebody... You become one flesh. When you start to idolize what you guys did together in the bedroom, you're like, oh my gosh, he knows how to do this to me. Oh, she knows how to do this. That's when you're opening yourself to more of what God is saying you shouldn't do your body does not belong outside of your husband or your wife. You open the door to so This is sex, outside of marriage. All right, now let's look at another way that so ties can happen. So ties can happen with places. when God tells you, when you are at a certain place, you know you, you fall in love with the place and you're like oh my goodness this place is the right place and yeah it was the right place for a season but the season has ended there are people who who have lived at one place at the same apartment or the same house since they were since 2000 since 1990 or 2002 they've lived in that same place You've lived there for 20 years. For all your life, since you were little. There are times where God will cause you to do that, but but you travel else, you know, to different places. But many times God will shift you somewhere else. I mean, he told Abraham to leave his father and mother's house. He told um I mean Ruth left. Ruth and you know uh, Naomi left. Have you realized that in the Word of God, whenever God is trying to bless somebody, He tells them to leave? He told Lot to leave. Joseph left. Even Jesus moved around, He left different places. Whenever an encounter of God is about to happen in your life, an abundance overflow of God is about to happen in your life, you have to abandon some things, you have to leave some things behind. So you you might have so tie if you cannot leave a place. The place is falling apart. You can see it with your naked eye, but you're still stuck there. Sometimes it might be a church. You have you, you were there for, you know, since you were a little girl or a little boy. And and it was your time to be there. But you for some reason you cannot leave. You cannot you cannot leave there. God knows how to tell to lead you out and then bring you back. But I personally for me since I've been in ministry, I don't believe that God wants everyone to stay in their the church that they grew up in. There are some people that God will want them to stay there, but he will take he will there are seasons where he will lead them out and bring them back. Okay? So if you cannot leave I remember the Lord I remember the time that God was telling me to leave my, my, my childhood church i almost I, I had a soul tied to my childhood church i'm going to tell you that right now I did and God broke it off of me because when He told me to leave my my childhood church, I had a panic attack in my car because I didn't know what what Because all I knew was my my childhood church. That's the only church I knew about. I was fearful. That's why sometimes people cannot move on because they're fearful of the unknown. Sometimes you have a soul tie because you're fearful of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. You remain in soul tie because of fear of the unknown. My season at my old church, my childhood church was done. But I didn't want to leave until the Lord, you know, literally was like, Bernice, I need you to leave. This is where I want you anymore. And you can have a so tie to a job, a so tie to a place, and you can have a so tie to a thing. You can have a so tie to a thing. People who have lucky draws, lucky charms. People who have lucky outfits, like they always have to have this outfit on because they they, they did this with this outfit. There's a difference between you don't don't have money for clothes or for things, and so you have to keep having those things because you don't have money for that. And and then there's a difference between you do have money to buy new things, but you, you choose not to because you think that the thing that you have has more power or has some type of Luck or blessing or something. No. That's a so tie. You can have a so tie to a thing, a car. I remember one one of my friends, she God blessed her with a car. And God told her she needs to sell her old car because he wants to bless her with a new car. She said no, she she didn't wanna she, she loved that car. She she gave that car a name and everything. The next month she got into an accident. That car was totaled. She was okay. Not, nothing happened to her. Nothing happened to anybody, but but her car was totaled. Why? Because anything that you put as an idol before the Lord, he will overthrow it. Okay? She her her soul was tied to the thing. She was her decisions was based on that thing, not on God. And so as I was talking, The Lord was revealing to you certain things that you have a soul tied to. You might be comparing the old to the new, like my friend. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You have probably left a relationship. But you you still have access to it. You left the relationship without ending the access. What is the access? you still stalk them on social media you still have text messages you still have the things that you guys gave each other in your house around you you still listen to the same songs that you guys had you know how couples have songs i mean there's a difference between you know when you hear the song at a barbecue or a potluck and then you're like oh or maybe in the store and then it brings back memories but when you intentionally You're still reading you know books and that you guys share together. you have open door access that you can visit anytime you want and this is seen in marriage. people who are married but they still have that open door to their ex you're still friends on social media if you know. You are married, and you cannot not look at your ex's pictures. That's a so-tie. You need to unfriend that person. Okay? Because that's an access. Other so-ties, you tolerate abuse and forget your worth. You are in a relationship, and the person is, is... Talking down to you, belittling you, slapping you, beating you, telling you you're no good. Telling you how to live your life based on, on your comfortability. Not caring about how your life is. And wanting selfish, wanting, wanting to do all what they want to do. Never what you want to do. you are in a sotai. tie. Because in a marriage there is not in, in a in a healthy divine marriage there's not a sotai. tie there's not a so tie. In a healthy divine marriage there isn't a sotai. tie. Each each uh spouse their soul belongs to the Lord. Their heart belong they, they have a heart they have a love for each other. You know, they think about each other. They have a a love for each other. Their body is for for each other. But their soul belongs to the Lord. They don't beat each other. And even when the other person dies, they know how to... They're going to grieve. It's going to be, you know, painful because they love the person. But they know how to move on. They know how to grieve and move on. Because they were already complete with God. Before that person came in. Another way that you have a sota, you keep commitment for others. And break commitments with yourself and God. Anytime you have to do something for somebody and neglect yourself and neglect God. You have a so tie because you are operating outside of the Lord's will. The Bible says in Galatians 3, 1, it says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the Lord or by believing what you heard? So who has bewitched you that you are able to neglect yourself and neglect the will of God and the plans of God and the commandments of God to obey somebody else? Also, when you're defending those hurting you from those trying to help you. I see this a lot in abusive relationships. When the man is abusive and the family see it and they're like trying to, trying to help the, the, the woman sometimes the woman be like No stop he's a good man Just he, he, he just have you know drug issues he just you know addicted to crack or he's just he drinks a lot and then he beats on me. No Defending those hurting you from those trying to help you is a soul tie. Because the person that you're defending, 90% of the time, their actions are outside of God's will. You see that a lot with abusive relationships. They're always trying to defend that person. Because honestly, if your soul is with the lord god will he, he, you will not tolerate those kind of things like people beating on you or or belittling you because god doesn't want you to feel that way you will not tolerate those things you will you will probably pray and bless them and keep on stepping because you realize that this one, this one are not your people but your soul will be grieved your spirit will be grieved because you realize that they don't have the sp- the fruit of the spirit, that's how they are, they are behaving that way, and you would not want to be around that, or you would want to help them be better, and you will actually want to be on the side of those that are trying to help you to help the person that you know that has an issue so it would be like this if your husband is drinking a lot and, and or you know doing drugs. beating on you or or having sexual relationship outside of your marriage when your family or your friends find out and you find out instead of you defending your husband why don't you ask your friends and your family to help you pray and help you you know help direct you according to the will of God and help you in this process of finding what God wants you to do so that you can help your husband who is you know addicted Or you can help your husband um, who is, you know, a sex addict. And maybe go to counseling and get help. And even have that, your friends and family help you not feel broken inside because of all of that. That's what a healthy relationship does. But a soul tie, because you idolize the person... You think that the person does no wrong. That's a sotai. You have idolized the person. You put the person on a pedestal. But you have to remember that we are all human beings. We are all, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We are not perfect. The only perfect person, the only perfect perfection is only found in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We are earth and vessel. Another way to find soul ties is that you mimic them. I see this a lot with leadership, with mentoring and mentees. It's okay, you know, there's a, there's a season where mentees will start to mimic mentors, but that's when they have not found their way of ministry. They have not found their way of doing things. And so they learn, they learn by mimicking but it's a short season you don't hold on to it and do it the whole time you know when we see these kids mimicking preachers and oh jesus and jesus did this and oh and you are breathing hard that's not how god called you to to preach i really get turned off when i see mentees preaching like mentors no, I want you to preach, preach like yourself. I want you to preach like how God called you to preach. You, you might not preach and holler and scream and, and, you know, do the things how they do it. No. Some people cast out demons by screaming at demons. Some people cast out demons by just saying, come out in Jesus' name. They don't even raise their voice. Okay? Mimicking them is, is basically... So tied because you, are, you think that God cannot help you be your whole complete self. So you have to idolize them and put them in a place where they don't belong. Because if your soul is truly with the Lord, He will teach you how to think when you're ministering. He will teach you how to have, make decisions, your emotions, your affection. He will teach you how to demonstrate. How he called you to demonstrate. Benny Han was saying that um, there are other people that came before him that laid hands to cast out demons. There are those that, you know, um, there, there are different ways that they, they commanded demons out of people and healing over, over people, okay? But with him, he said, there are times where God will lead him to lay hands, and there are times that where God will tell him to speak it, and it will just happen. He did not say, oh, just because Catherine Kuhlman does it this way, just because this person did it this way, uh, you know, just because Smith Wigglesworth uh, did it this way, and so I have to do it this, the same way that they did, that they did it. no. When you mimic, you open yourself to soul tie. That's why people who are in certain leadership positions have to be careful to identify the person's ministry before they put them under their ministry. Ask them, how do you preach? How do you sing? Do not sing like me. Sing like how God called you to sing because how God called you to sing has power. And then when they mimic and they don't see any glory, they're like, what's happening? Because God didn't call you to do it that way. He called you to do it a different way. So get your soul back to the Lord and he will help you. And the last part of how to find out you have a soul tie, whenever you consider something that place, a thin person more than you do the Lord, there is a soul tie there. There is a soul tie there because you are already outside of God's will and plan. Whenever you're in the plan and the will of the enemy, you will open yourself to soul ties because the enemy wants you to be so tied. He wants you to be tied to something so that you cannot be in the will of God. That's why God will bring a beautiful wife to a man. And he's, he can't recognize her that he, you know, she's supposed to be his wife. Because he's still in love and so tied to his ex-fiancée. And that is a disappointment that opened the door to so tied. Because in his, in his mind, he's like, oh no, there can, there can never be anybody else for me but her and her alone. Or there can be nobody else for me but him and him alone. You know people have free will? People have the free will to marry who they want to marry. They have the free will to disobey God's plan. We see that with Abraham Abraham and and, and Sarai. Abraham and Sarai, God told them, I'm going to bring the nations out of you. They waited and they waited and they they didn't see anything coming. Their will was to bring Hagar into the midst. Oh, we're going to help God out? We're going to get an ishmael. The thing about ishmael is that you will have some ish that will follow you around. You will have some issues that will follow you around for the rest of your life because you are not in the world of God. So, there are people who have been married to the wrong people or the wrong person. Because they wanted to do it their way. I truly believe that God knows how to pair people together. He does. But sometimes when we are not patient, we want to put matters into our own hands and just marry anybody. Yeah, you might marry anybody, but there will be something missing. You will be missing out on something that God wanted for you with that other person. You might be happy. You might be having great sex or having relationship. But there will always be something missing. Because that's not God's plan. God didn't want to bring the nations out of Ishmael. He wanted to bring it out of Isaac. And so, the reason why I'm saying all of this is because I see so many people, especially young people in this season, where... They're so tied to what they want and know what God wants. When you, when you do that, you open yourself to soul ties. You end up in a relationship that God never intended for you and you can't leave it and you don't know why you can't move forward. Because God never wanted you to have that experience to begin with. God never wanted Hagar in the midst of Sarai and Abraham. God never wanted that experience for them. And even even now, look at us, Christians. We're still dealing with sin. Why? Because even Adam disobeyed. They ate the fruit, the forbidden fruit. That was never God's intention for them. Now we have to bear the consequences and deal with Satan until... Jesus returns and he is dealt with. Okay? So, whenever you have to make a decision, whenever you have to do something in life, from this moment going forward, really ask the Lord, is this your plan? Because the enemy desires to, for you to have soul ties so that you cannot move forward. I identified soul ties in this episode because the next episode I want you to bring your soul ties the things that you feel like you've been tied to because we're going to break them in part 2 of this um, episode okay in part 2 of this episode I'm going to lay out biblical people in the word of God that had soul ties and then we're going to break them because I want you to know that this is not something that's new to the Lord. We see so ties, like I said already, Dinah, who was raped. We see so ties. And even with Dinah, we, know, we see that Dinah was not tied to um, the, the guy that raped her. The guy that raped her was tied to her. There can be times where somebody's tied to you, but you're not tied to them, because they have made you an idol. Rachel and the idols in Genesis 31, 14 to 16. I want, I want you to look at this before we come back together again. Um, we see good friendships. Okay, Friendship between Jonathan and David. For example, 1 Samuel 18. David was able to move forward. Daniel was able to move forward. Because their souls were not tied. They have a loving Friendship. If you cannot move forward and leave that person behind, that's a so sort of tie. Job's wife, Lot's wife, okay, even the woman at the well, she had a lot of so sort of tie. Jesus asked her, How many, you know, you, you've been married, and, you know, many times, and the man that you are with is not your husband. And we're going to look at her story and see how Jesus helped her come out of that bondage of her soul yearning for things that never was supposed to be for her to begin with. Because God wanted her to have one husband just as he wants everybody to have one husband or one wife. I don't, I don't believe that God wants us to move from one person to one person. That's why many people who don't know how to heal, all right, people who don't know how to be by themselves without having a, you know, a bae or a boyfriend or girlfriend, normally they have a so tie. You have after you get out of a relationship, even if it's a situation ship, you have to have time to heal. Because if you don't, you're gonna open yourself to so tie. You're going to. Because your, your, your spirit, your, your, your body, your heart, your soul is grieved already from that breakup. And, and then you look to the next person as the person that's going to help you heal. Or, or even, even be the person, the replacement. So you're looking at the next person that you're dating as a replacement. As somebody that's going to uh, help things to be okay. Instead of taking time for yourself and going before the Lord to help you heal your soul again. And so when that next person that you go to leaves, then you feel again, like you, you feel broken, you feel out of loss. And what you don't know is that you're building up soul ties within you because you were looking to other people to, to fill that void that only God can So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, the teaching that you've helped come forth. Thank you for everything that you've said during this time. I just pray that anything that I, I said, God, that might not come out uh, to people, to, for them to um, get the whole revelation. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give them the revelation that they need. And even the, the women and the men that are, are still stuck in past relationships some of them you actually wanted that past relationship to be their now relationship but it probably had a abraham hagar Sarai issue going on that caused that relationship to be a little stagnated or delayed even but we know that the delay is not denial with you And even those that had, oh God, those that had relationships and they prostituted themselves and slept with everyone and even made money out of it. Some of them, they knew about it, that it was a sin. Some of them, they did not know about it. But we know from the word that we read this before we started the teaching is that You do not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, as according to Psalms 103.10. So I just pray for your mercy upon your people, just as we see that when the Israelites turn away and turn over their idols, you, Lord, um, your soul had mercy on them. Your soul was grieved and had mercy on them. So I just pray that Lord, during the time that my sisters and my brothers turn over their idols of the places that they have a soul tied to, the things that they have a soul tied to, the person, the people that they have a soul tied to, that You will heal them, that You will help them come out of it. But they have to do something about it, and that something is letting go, that something is removing that thing from their presence. That then is looking to you as their complete desire. Looking to you as the one that completes them, not a person or a thing or a place. There's a reason why Jesus was able to move from place to place to place because he was not tied to one place. We had to go out into the world, into the nations, You're not just to sit in one place and make disciples. Jesus knew how to leave when the people did not have faith in him or in you to do miracles. There is a ministry of shifting that they have not encountered. There's a ministry of goodbye that they have not encountered. And I pray that during the time that they seek your face, in worship and, and, and listen to this podcast episode, episode again to get more revelation, even sit at, at, your, at the feet of you, God, as Mary did, and get more revelation from, from uh, Rachel and the idols and Lot's wife and Job's wife and the, the, the woman at the well and even Jonathan and David, our Lord, they will be able to know how to surrender. They are sold to you again for you to do the surgery that only you can do. And so I applied the blood of Jesus over everything that I've said, God. Anything that I said that did not make sense or was not completely explained. I just pray that Holy Spirit, you will fill those places. That you will give them revelation that I did not speak about give them the understanding and the clarity from your word. I thank you, Lord, and I bless your holy name. I pray you you be with them, each and every one of them, and you help them in this process of healing, that you know how to bring people back together. I don't know why, but I just want to... Okay, Lord. And so we seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus. The Lord is saying there is somebody here that you feel like the person from your past, you were supposed to get married. You guys are supposed to get married. And you guys never got married. And you feel like you can't move forward because you feel like that person was your wife or that person was your husband. I want to encourage you in this that... God knows the right time to bring people together. He does sometimes this is what God does. He will bring you together for you to get to know each other, and then He will separate you for you guys to know him and then He will bring you back you He will bring you back together. I have met a couple and they are a beautiful couple they have like they are in ministry they have they have like almost 6 kids or 7 kids. They keep having kids. But I don't I don't know how many kids they have. They have a lot. She's always pregnant when I see her, which is amazing. Uh, she loves being a mom and 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 motherhood looks so nice on her. You know, you, you need one of those friends in your life where you can go to them and learn about motherhood when it's your time to you know to give birth. It's like God pre predestined them to be a mother so that when you become a mother you can you can ask them questions <laughs> and she's one of them but anyway god i remember they told me the story and they just came up to me and started telling me this story i was like okay so they're like they they, they met each other i think in high school or in college one of those and they loved each other so much but their their relationship with God was not how it is now. They were lukewarm Christians. Okay. And God separated them. The guy was more in tune with God than the girl was. So the guy knew God was separating them. They were separated for, I believe, seven years. For a long time. They both did not get married. I mean, they were in relationships, but their heart still loved, you know, um, they, they still loved each other. This was not so tied because they were able to move forward. They, they, they did not neglect what God was saying and still got married. No. If they neglected what God was saying and still got married, that was a so tie because they were out of the will of God. But they listened to God and they separated He got into ministry. She got, you know, close to God. And then after some years, God brought them back together. When he brought them back together, they told me, they said they were better than how they were before. She was way better as a woman, as a wife, as a girlfriend, as everything. He was better as a man, as everything. So sometimes God separates to sharpen you Individually and bring you back together so that you guys can be a bow and arrow that can pierce and destroy uh, certain things and build and, and do what he's called you to do. They still loved each other. Did not, they, did, they did not keep in touch. They were able to listen to God and do what God was telling them to do. And I remember... Um, Tribbett was talking about how him and his wife, his wife was born out of wedlock, and she always felt like she was never good enough, and so God separated them. He was, I believe, one of them was in New Jersey, and one of them was in um, California or Texas or you know one of those places, Colorado or something. I don't know, but they were in two different. You know, country, like different sides of the, of the country, opposite sides of the country. And God was working on both of them. And in the right time, God brought them back together. So I just want to encourage you, whoever you are, that sometimes you do know that God wants you with somebody. Like, he wants you to marry somebody. He, he like, he knows how to, like, tell you that, like, this one is your wife. This one is your husband. And I have seen that happen. And and people who have seen that happen for God has confirmed it and God has flourished your marriage. But then there are, you know, diabolical marriages that the enemy orchestrate, right? But sometimes people who just like Abraham and Sarah, they think, oh, just because God wants to do this means that he's going to do it in like a year or two. Sometimes it's going to be years that he finally does it because he's trying to mature you and grow you. To a place that you're ready for, and so I just want to encourage you with that that you know and one last um story was an, a, a guy uh, who's a pastor now, him and his current wife were uh, they met in the neighborhood and they fell in love. They were like in middle school or something. I think they were like middle school, and then in high school they met each, each other again, and then they got into a relationship, but it didn't work out, and so they separated. He married somebody, she married somebody. I think both of them, their, their spouses, died. and one day he was sitting in his car, that's his car. <laughs> He was sitting in his car, and he started to drive. The Lord led him to drive to a neighborhood. He didn't know what the neighborhood was. He got there, and he drove in front of a a house. And he just stood there in front of the house. And then when he looked, he saw the girl that he was in love with in, um, in high school. He saw her. And when they saw each other, she was actually coming to her father's house for her birthday. And from then, I mean, they they kind of saw each other occasionally because um, it was a small community. But they were faithful to their spouses. And God God himself brought them together. They, they did not manipulate and, you know, cause somebody else's marriage to be broken. No. God himself did it. Okay, he himself did it. And there are other people who got divorced and remarried their high school sweetheart or their college sweetheart. Not because they got divorced to marry somebody else, but because... They realized that their relationship that they got into was not what God intended for them to have. Some people have to make a mistake to realize that they made a mistake. And there are marriages that start from the beginning, and it's beautiful. They have been married for 50 years, 20 years, 30 years. So I want to encourage you that... Majority of times, soul ties are found with people. That's why I'm talking about this. It's found with people. Right now, during the time that you have with God, ask ask God what He supposed, what He wants you to do right now. Some some of you He might tell you to leave that relationship that you're in because you're trying to use that person to hold the place of somebody else, or you're trying to use that person to get help you get over someone. But if you use if you do that, you you're going to replace that other person with somebody else. And when that person leaves, then you have to find somebody else to replace it. The only person that can help you not have to replace, but instead heal, is the Lord. So ties are always found with people. And even with leadership, if you cannot get out of a leadership position, you have a soul tie to that leadership position. If you, don't, if, if you cannot leave a leader... That God is telling you, I'm trying to move you somewhere else. You have, you have learned all that you can from this leader. It's time for you to move on. It doesn't mean that burn the bridge, but it means that move on and, and learn from somebody else that God wants you to learn from. There are seasons in leadership. There are seasons in mentorship. and You have to shift. You cannot. Your promise is not attached to a leader. Your promise is attached to the Lord. First of all, God should be your leader first. Before the leader is your leader. And if you have any soul ties to things, you know what I'm going to say. Throw them away. There is no lucky draws. There is no lucky bra. There is no lucky outfit. There is no lucky charm. No lucky jewelry. None of that. Luck is not of God. Favor and blessings is of God. He's the one that brings the increase. Okay, You are not lucky. You are loved. So I'm going to end this second episode. And the third episode is going to be on breaking the soul ties. I'm going to play Jonathan McReynolds, I'm not lucky, I'm loved. I thank you for listening to both of these episodes. I hope that you are blessed today. Um, It is my hope that these teachings will give you a introduction into a deeper level in the word of God that you you yourself will go into the word of God and learn from it and ask the Lord for what he want to tell you and learn what go back into the word don't take every word that I've said go I want you to take the word of God at its at its core go back in like every pastor who will tell you after they teach they want you to go back in the Word and reread it again, because sometimes you might even get more more revelation than I did. I did, okay? Because everybody's situation is different, right? So, what did God tell you during this episodes? And what can you do to be a better person? What can you surrender to God? What What is the Holy Spirit telling you to do right now? What is the Holy Spirit revealing to you right now with this episodes? Thank you so much for listening to, to Devoted with Burnings on Soul Surgery. Part 3 is coming. Get ready to break the soul ties. Love you all. And during the time that we're breaking soul ties, before I come back next month, I want you to take time and pray about the soul ties that you've written down. Um, if you don't know what to say, just pray in tongues. If you're filled with with tongues, just pray in tongues. If you're not filled with tongues, I pray that the Holy Spirit will fill you with tongues in the name of Jesus, that you will receive the tongues of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit, okay? And you can ask the Lord what to say, what to pray about, and he will lead you. When you don't have words to say, the Holy Spirit will tell you, will bring back into your remembrance. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Remember, to love the Lord your God with what? All of your heart. With what? All of your soul. Right? <laughs> Where is it from? Luke ten, twenty six, to 27. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself.